Welcome back to another episode of Can't Handle the Heat. It's your boy G Swizz. Join me, Jokesy. Jokesy, how are we feeling, brother? I'm feeling fired up, baby. That's like to hear. That's what I like to hear. Micah, how you feeling, my man? Feeling good, baby. Alrighty. Well, this is not, like I said, anytime I say this, this is always some big news. This is not just a normal podcast anymore. We're big time, baby. We're big time. Before I get there, I want to kind of start this podcast off with a hot, hot fact. We're going to start doing that every single podcast. This week's fact, comment down below what you think the name of our, of our hot fact should be. Those who groom are more likely to engage in or receive sex. Now, if you want that to be you, this is a perfect, perfect time to introduce our latest partnership with Manscaped. Joe, what do you got in your hand right there, man? What is that? What is that? Speak to the people. I got the lawnmower 4.0 right here. The, the newest... Latest and greatest, dude. I swear to God, ever since I use it over my face, use it for everything, and it is the greatest razor of it. I, I don't, I'm not just saying that just to say it. I thought when I got it, I was just gonna be like a normal razor, and I was just gonna be like, What makes right. it so good, it, dude? It cuts so I don't, like it just glides across the skin and it trims so tight. Wee. Actually, dude, I swear to God, just, I, swear, I just. wouldn't just say that. I swear to God, dude, it just glides across the skin. It just anything you need to be cut, it just, whoop straight off. Any remember, length has different do you remember, clips. Do you remember having Joe the the impersonations that we'd have Jake McSlunks do of Joe? The of liquid course, IV dude, one. It actually, it but actually, dude, and also the other, it, they sent us a bunch of stuff. And in this package, Gage is gonna talk about mm-hmm. the promo code in a second here, but you get. Crop reviver, ball toner. I'm not exactly oh, sure yeah. what it is meant to do, but it tones. We're gonna find out. Sure. And ball deodorant, dude. I've been using that. The thing, yeah. And Gage has been getting after it with both these things, and haven't, dude. I haven't felt this good, top down in a long time. So you know, top to bottom, dude. I, I, Bush swear, to I I'm not. I swear <laughs> to God, I'm not just saying this, dude. The Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0. It is hands down the best razor. I've ever used and it's worth and it's a I perfect think it's worth it's a perfect month too it is no shave november. It's a perfect month no shave november well it's actually not a perfect month if you at the end of this month but at the end but it is but it is because you have some time to order it and then hopefully you have some time to like have some fun i'm always a big fan of like changing up the facial hair it's the way i it's i think it's a way i express my my creativity honestly <laughs> Now you could. You I'm not could lying. Even, Zana always is like, mustache. "Why do you do this?" And I'm like, "Eh, just express how I'm feeling." She's like, "That's no. true." And I'm like, "I'm serious. I just carefree. I just like maybe I'll go half of my face beard, half my face no beard." Dude, that's I the, 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 did it in France. Now you can express yourself downstairs, not not just upstairs, but now because you have that Everywhere. perfect perfect control now. I might not need glides, to go to a haircut baby. anymore. Exactly. I might just exactly. do my hair, buzz cut my hair. Your balls exactly. will thank you. As it says, your balls will thank you. They're thanking me right now. Guys, support for out of, for out of systems. If you can't handle these heat podcasts, is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best men's below-the-waist grooming champions of the world. Manscaped offers precision engineering tools for your family jewels. Manscaped Ooh. just launched their fourth Generation trimmer, the lawnmower 4.0. Joe, show it again one more time. 
You heard that right. Lawnmower 4.0. Anything that has a 4.0 has got to be pretty legit. Exactly. They've gone exactly. to four different versions. Micah, let me throw another four here. at you. Let me throw another four at whoa, you. Whoa, 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 whoa. Join over four million men worldwide who trusted Manscaped with this exclusive exclusive offer to you. 20% off. I said 20% off. And free worldwide, whether you're in Poland, Germany, Bulgaria, US, Canada, it doesn't matter. Free worldwide shipping with the code VOLLEYBALLS. Oh, wow. All capped at manscaped.com. Really? Free again, worldwide shipping? Tw- again. Oh, 20%. People in Poland and Bulgaria free and Germany? shipping volleyball. This is your chance because Lord knows how expensive shipping is international. It's true. People it's don't true. understand. If you're in the States, okay. If you're not, use the dang... Everybody use the promo code. Exactly. Exactly. But if and you're not and you don't, that's, that's, a, that's a costly mistake. Exactly. That's a it costly is mistake. And it's not only easy to get, it's easy to use because it is waterproof. It does have an LED light. It bam. So you're in the shower. You don't want to get, I mean, usually I'm shaving out in the bathroom. Got to pick up my hair, flush it down the toilet, put it in the trash or something. No. I go in the bathroom. I go in the shower. Bam. Good to go. Easy as that. Did you also say 4 million men? 4 million. That's a lot. 4 million. It's true. Get on the train, people. True. Get on. Exactly. Four million? Leave the station. Find, let's find a small country that has four million people in it. <laughs> and we're going to give them... Well, we'll send the promo code again. Volleyballs, all cap. 20% off. Free worldwide shipping. Join the Manscaped. Crew. No. No, this can't be right. There's no, plenty. Of, no, there's this plenty. isn't right. There's plenty. All right. Well, guys, again, you heard volleyballs. 20% off, free worldwide shipping. Now, again, we're going to have a guest on this show. We're going to have the Mike Christensen welcoming on all the way from Russia. Luckily, we got him on. He's always a fun, fun, fun guy to mind to dissect because he's been on all stages of volleyball, except the lowest problem. <laughs> except when he maybe was in beginning volleyball, but he's been at the top of the top. He's been at every event. We're going to pick his mind about family life. Fun we're fact. We're going to pick his mind. Yeah. I think my first men's volleyball team because I played on some women's teams when I was really young <laughs> on my cousin's teams and stuff like that I don't know how I got on those teams but um my first men's volleyball team I was on Micah Christensen's team well with that being said let's welcome on Micah's that was ex-teammate <laughs> Micah Christensen <laughs> We're now joined here by two-time Olympian, Team USA setter, and Zenit Kazan setter, Micah Christensen. Micah, thank you so much for hopping on the pod, my man. No problem, fellas. Anytime, it's it's always a pleasure. Dude, always a pleasure to have you. Well, first off, can you give a little uh, background on where you are, what team you're playing for? Well, I introduced the team, but just a little background on where, you, where you're at right now. Yeah, so I am in Kazan, Russia, playing for Zenit Kazan. Um, it's my first year in Russia. Actually, it's my first year anywhere but Italy. So I've spent six years in Italy, three years in Civitanova, Lube Civitanova, and then three years in Modena. So new experience, man. I'm, I'm liking it so far. I've been here for maybe a month and a half now, solo, waiting for the family to come um, with some complications on visas. You know how that goes. Well, That's I mean, so I'm, crazy. I'm learning, so, I'm learning how that goes. because They, can't, they just Russia. can't get them over there? So there's like a whole process we need to go to to get these visas. Um, 
I needed to I needed to get mine first because I'm the worker. I'm the worker like um, right, person, right, right, the specialist or whatever. And then they're my family, so once I get my visa, then they can start processing there. Oh, uh, okay. And so we learned that at first we we're like, okay, these these are the documents you need. We gave them all a month and a half ago. They're like, actually, now this one doesn't work anymore. This one doesn't work. Uh, so you need this, this, and that. And so we needed to get. So they're like, okay, we can Bruh. get that. But now you need new American. But we got the. Bro, we got birth certificates. They're like, you need to get the birth certificates apostilled or whatever. And we're like, okay, cool, we got those. And then we bring them to the apostille, and they're like, oh, these are not like official birth certificates. So you oh. guys need to get the official birth certificates. <laughs> you need, and then get you need the apostille. original, original, the OG. Bro, bro. Oh my. Does it make sense? I feel like Zenith. Like it's signed I... by a doctor, not the. It's It was signed by the doctor at the hospital. Not by the uh, like state or, or oh my uh, city that you're in, so it can't be apostilled. Or yeah, yeah. Gage, dude, it sounds I've... like you you've had some experience. Oh, dude, two days before our first match, they're like, "Oh yeah, Gage, your uh, your criminal record didn't work." I'm like, "What? What do you mean my criminal record isn't through? We can't." They're like, "You can't get your visa." I'm like, "What do you mean?" I was like, "You've had this thing since July, and you're telling me now, like, oh, we need the stamp, we need the stamp." So then I have to email FBI. I'm still going through this. I, all right, on the deal, I think, I don't know how I'm playing. I don't think I have my visa yet, but I'm playing. I got my certificate somehow, some way. Bulgaria, it's different over here, but I'm still in the process of talking like to the FBI right now and everything to get my, <laughs> my criminal record because I need my, I haven't Wait, done the anything. FBI, not, not the FIVB? Path, but like, dude, they need like the stamps. They need this and they need that. Dude, the FBI, I'm in contact yeah, with stamps, the, bro. Yeah, dude, the FBI, bro. I, dude, oh man, it's, it's wild. It's so wild, man. It's like the way they do. I mean, you get it. Like, I mean, I mean, what, we're on this topic here. What's like the the differences between like living in Italy and living in like Russia? Well, first of all, you said on the deal on a public podcast, so <laughs> oh yeah, I don't care. Tough to keep it down I, there. <laughs> but, freaking but, stupid, Loki hiking. Yeah, for real. Hey, don't tell anybody. Like super low key, but um. <laughs> Like it's just a person. <laughs> We're gonna post on YouTube, DL. Just uh, keep that in mind. I feel but, like Kazan would be able to pull some know. strings over there. I feel like they're rolling with some big boys yeah, over there. Kind of, they, I've been told they. It's have not coming been, through. It's at the end of the day, it's uh, government stuff. You know, it's like you can't. Gosh. You can't jump certain through certain hoops. This is what I've been told. Right, I don't right, know right, for right. sure, you know. No, I'm but, sure they're um, doing everything they can. But we're got we're getting okay. close. And you have a we're second son too. So, congrats on yeah, that, bro. bro. He's uh, yeah. Thank you, bro. It's uh, it's crazy. He's he is growing super fast. He's Dang. so different since I seen him last. So, but I thought I see him okay. every day, right? So, what's his name? I haven't even heard. I haven't even that. like. I've been out of the loop. His name is. Quinn McCaw Quinn Zeke and Quinn. Oh, they're gonna be at the Quinn. bottom of the alphabet. Zeke and Quinn, dude. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they, they got, got the weird letters, weird letters dude. Right on, yeah, right yeah. on. Yeah, he's tough. He's tough. He's already got his big brother beating up on him. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, mostly on hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, so he's yeah. pretty tough. And how old is uh, Zeke? But Gage, super fast. Okay, go ahead, go ahead, Mike. Zeke is um, Zeke is okay. three, yeah. But now we don't even keep. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Zeke's three anymore. He's three. 
Okay. okay, okay. And, and the other one is Quinn is almost five months. He'll be five months in like okay, four dope. days or whatever. You were going to answer Gage yeah. though. Yeah. But to answer your question, Gage. Yeah. My bad. Um, no, difference between Italy and Russia so far. Yeah, that's what like the living is. wise and just like what not not we I mean you're not long enough there to see what you really prefer but just like I don't know culture shocks and things that you're like luxuries that you did and didn't have. Yeah, um, I think I definitely think things are more modern in Russia than in Italy. I think Italy's mm-hmm. more of like a proud historic culture. They're like we have a ton of history. We've been doing things like this for a long time. It's so rich in culture. So we're doing it this way and we're going to continue to do it this way. Right. Um, and Russia's like, bro, I can get groceries. I can order groceries online to get delivered to my front door over here if I wanted to. Like it's it's uh, pretty technologically advanced, which I was surprised about. I didn't know that. Or I was pleasantly surprised on the availability. And there's, there's like a, a necessity for that now. We'll get into that later remind me um about the qr code vaccination stuff over here uh but yeah yeah it's impossible but differences oh man oh in italy i could speak the language right like very comfortably right and so here it is much more difficult it's like a restart right you're like a baby again and I can't like get treatment with my trainer and just talk story with him. And is the I'll alphabet throwing you off too? Bro. Cause you can't I even like to piece together. No, here, let me show you. Uh, exactly. This. Like, yeah, you're str- Yeah. You're struggling. Yeah, like, you want me to tell you what this says? Yeah. Supradin. Supradin. Dude, that so looks so H- similar to Bulgarian. That looks so there's similar. No S yeah, it's probably anywhere. similar. There's no D, I, or N, or literally. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm lost. Example. I'm lost. Yeah, that's yeah. I'm lost. It's a good there. example. It's I'm similar lost. to Bulgarian, though, Gage, from what I understand. I'm so lost all the time. They're like, "Do you know how to pronounce this?" I'm like, "Uh, this," and it's just completely different. It's just like, and then this, the similar letters that you recognize are just pronounced so different. I'm just like. Dude, I'm still so lost. At it. I'm starting to get better and better at it, but just like, the, and then they they get mad. They're like, you don't know any, they, you don't know Bulgarian. We're just gonna start speaking just in just Bulgarian. I'm like, how can you expect me to learn Bulgarian in two months here? Like, like this is, it's it's just so different. So so we talked a little about the family, but one thing that we never talked about in this podcast or with anyone else who has a family living overseas is what's the family life like overseas? Like, is it? I mean, because like you see a lot of stuff, like a lot of, I mean, you're asking a lot of your partner and your family, you know, and then obviously when you get older, you're right, right? The kids are getting older and it's like, okay, do I want to keep doing this? Um, what was like the initial conversation with, with, when you have with your wife, like you're saying, hey, come overseas and what's like the difficulties and so, I mean, maybe the unknown uh, good things that come out of it. Yeah, it was scary at first, especially for her because um she's a very like hard-working um goal-oriented person so she was like graduates graduate college go get my nursing master's degree in nursing and she's a registered nurse she's like look i'm ready to work if we need to so she's excited like it's saying something like she's excited to get back um home to wherever we're going after volleyball is finished and start working and you know like 
Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, that's you know? crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like that's uh that's just a testament to kind of her character or whatever. So that was difficult at the beginning to be like, well, I'm not going to work. I can't work in Italy because communication, like you got to be fluent in the healthcare. Like I'm dying. Yeah. Is an yeah, important, yeah. Like, yeah. like, wait, what, do you speak English? <laughs> <laughs> like, well, a little slower, a little slower. I can't breathe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so that wasn't an option. And so, so she was just learning to kind of rediscover herself in that moment as well. Right. And to be independent in different ways. And so we got into the swing of things. We got, you know, this is when we were younger um, with no kids. And it was like, we we're get to getting to explore different places or cook a lot. We cooked a lot and we, we, we still love cooking. We, we cook a lot, but we cook like nicer meals. Now it's just like kids, simple and fast. Right. Right. Um, but what, something we talk about a lot, um, even now is when we're overseas, it's just us for 99% of the year. And so we get to spend super quality time together with no sense of obligation to go and see cousin Jane and auntie Shelly, you know, like we love going and seeing family in the summertime, but there's like sections of like, okay, this is family time. This is when we could just overflow with family time. And then at towards the end of the summer, it's like, I can't wait to get to just spend some alone time with you and cruise and not have to do a whole lot of stuff, you know, totally, and to totally, get that totally. quality time. And now with kids even more so, it's like, okay, I wouldn't trade the grandparents and the cousins and the aunties and uncles time for the world. Like that's our favorite part of the year. But there are incredible positives to be able to be over here with them all the time, putting them to bed every night, um, you know, taking them to school and whatnot. It's uh, and spending that quality time. So there are pros and cons for sure, but we, we tend to try to always look towards the pros. Right. You have to 100 percent. You have to. With this, with this, to. with this lifestyle, it's crazy because I was um, I've brought this up. No, I brought it up and some other people brought it up when the NBA and you're a big NBA guy. When the NBA guys were in the bubble and like they just wouldn't shut up about how like hard it was. And then <laughs> I had heard I had seen that Dude. the overseas basketball community had like kind of taken some shots at them and like guys, like you're in the Disney resort with like all you can eat, whatever. Like we've been over here in quarantine, like still stuck over here for eight months. We don't even speak the yeah. language. Like you guys are like it's just such a joke and then lebron's like yeah i can't see my family and like here you are in russia you're you're two months going now without seeing your family and like it you never know when they're going to show up and the life we live is just ridiculous yeah it's all relative right it's like you know those guys are a whole different level and then you have us which is you know obviously money is incomparable like situation living situation incomparable but then you have other <laughs> yeah. people that are working normal jobs over in bulgaria right or in russia and you're like they're looking at us like dang you guys got it good a hundred percent you are living the vip life and yeah, so super true and so i think like 
going back to like looking at the pros, I even like I, sometimes I'll just make up pros, and I'll yeah. talk myself into, yeah, oh, this is a cool positive. Yeah, even yeah. I'm like in the beginning, I'm like, yeah, this is whatever. I'm like, actually, it is really cool. Yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. You got to talk yourself into it. You got to make it up, make it up sometimes, and then slowly but surely you believe you make yourself believe it actually is true, and then you're bragging about it to other people <laughs> for sure did you did <laughs> you ever sure. feel did you ever feel like bad like asking so much for your like from your uh significant other at all or was it just kind of like she just kind of was like you know what it was like whatever happens or no whatever punches come our way we're just gonna roll with it yeah i think i give a a whole lot of credit to brooke um mm -hmm. i think we've definitely had some hard conversations i think she's definitely had to sacrifice way more than i have and that's an understatement but she is so supportive and she's so um able to roll with the punches and also we've we've learned together to kind of look towards the positives and look how beneficial this is and how unique this is in uh in experiences in life and how that will affect not only ourselves but our kids lives um with you know just gaining perspective into the world that we live in and then not only this little bubble in Hawaii or America that we're in. Um, it's super, super valuable. So we definitely, you know, it's not easy, but how often do you get to, you know, if we're back in America, we have this discussion quite a bit when things get a little harder and we get like emotionally a little harder. If we're back in America, what would we probably be doing? Should be working as a nurse. I'd be working, let's say in theory at nine to five. How often would we get to see our kids? Kids would be in daycare and mom would be on a overnight shift. wouldn't be able to put her kids to sleep and dad would be gone and only being able to have dinner and put the kids to sleep. So like just that in and of itself, like we get to spend such quality time with our kids and watch them every day grow up. Like it's a, it's a pretty spectacular situation. Although there are so many different negatives that you can look at um, to be able to like compare it to where we could be. It's a pretty incredible thing. And so we kind of come back to that, but yeah, it, it, in short, yes, there have been a lot of emotional conversations, hard nights and moments where it's like, I could be doing this or, you know, I miss my family. i I wish we had a little more help here because you can't just call grandma and grandpa when you're in the middle of Russia. Yeah, Jesus. You know, like I'm sick. Babies are sick. I haven't slept. Like, can you come over and watch them for a little bit? You know, that stuff, those luxuries aren't afforded as much, but it's also like an experience that we have that, that makes us stronger, that makes our kids stronger. And we like to think of it as a positive. That's true. Yeah, such a good way to look at it. So, so when you go to you at like, all right, so you wrapped season up, and now you're uh, you spend the summer and or most of the summer in uh, uh, Team USA gym and everything like that. So, what happens then, like with your family? And do you guys go? Do you guys rent yeah. a house or like what? What happens with most of the guys there? Because I know like most a lot of the guys. Yeah, yeah. Most of the guys' experience is they'll like either rent a place or Airbnb a place. Okay. Um, which is, which is pretty tough because short-term rentals for three months or whatever are either 
impossible to find or extremely expensive. So that's always um, a difficult situation in and of itself. For most people, I don't have that problem because my in-laws live in Redondo Beach and we train in Anaheim. So that's like an hour north. Um, and so I, Brooke and I and our, and our kids, we have now room at their house to stay with them throughout the summers. And that works out both ways of when I'm gone for various tournaments, whatever. She's able to be with her parents and get a lot of help and spend that quality time. So... I have it. I'm very lucky in the sense that I also don't have to pay rent uh, at that place. Like, obviously, we we pull our own weight, but um, yeah, I'm very lucky. The only thing is, I drive like an hour to an hour fifteen every day, one way. But that's a tiny little price to pay. So that that Tesla is coming soon. Maybe after this, after Bruh, on, maybe maybe oh the, the self drive. Self-drive, bro. I've, been, bro. <laughs> I've had this conversation with myself for like two and a half years straight, bro. And I get guarantee Brooke, it, yeah. If Brooke was watching this, she would be crying, laughing, but also annoyed. Like, oh, oh you're revisiting this. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a such a gimme. It's such a it gimme. Is, but but oh, frick, we don't need to. I mean, that's a lot of money for just yeah, no, three months sure. out of the year. For sure, for sure. Year. That's the only thing. But yeah, gosh, that's our true. Car looks, our car sounds good. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. I so get we'll jealous be... of people that have cars in America. Dude, or any sort of like a little bit of stability. Stay, like, stable yeah. things. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything that like you have an address you can ship a to. A bike. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah. no, you got a bike? Like, that's, that's legit. That's, that's legit. your bike? Wow. That's legit. Exactly. So, um, speaking of, since we're talking about timelines and whatnot, I was just wondering, so what is your uh, personal like timeline in terms of how long you want to play pro and how many <laughs> Olympics you're going to go to and how many more Olympics and, and then the rest of the team USA and what their plans are? Gosh, I wish I knew anybody else's plans. I don't. That's true. I can, That's true. I'm trying to talk Eric into finishing with me. Um, but I, my goal <laughs> is to finish in 2028. Mm-hmm. that's two more olympics um that's my goal now will my body agree with it we'll see i hope I, I think it will but you never know and so that's my goal um that's kind of almost an agreement i have with my wife of let's make yeah, it i here. feel like you yeah you're gonna have to have some like sort of oh yeah you have just a lot riding on your. It's not just like, oh, we'll see how it goes. Like, I'm just gonna take it year by year. Like, no, like, I, you need to give me a day. No, no, no. Like, yeah, I'm yeah, counting yeah, down yeah, the yeah. days. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's the agreement. For and sure. That's, like, that's also like a, a, it brings clarity to me as well. Right? right. It's like 35 years old. Will I have the desire to come back and play? Probably. But will I always have that desire? Probably. Mm-hmm. It's just when my body will tell me that it's, it, True. I can't. True. That, so once I have some clarity and the light at the end of the tunnel, then maybe that helps make that decision a little easier. Yeah. And, you know, <clears throat> every time we go back to Hawaii, we go and stay at my parents' house. That is now our house. And, and we daydream of the life after volleyball. 
Yeah. And and so that is also a very appealing thing when you think of like, okay, 35, uh, hopefully I'd be, I'd be, I'd have gone to four Olympics and had a long career. Um, you know, that's, that's the idea. Yeah. And yeah. I always pose up the question like, Brooke, like what if X amount of dollars one more year? She hasn't like slammed the door on it. So I'm like, hmm, interesting. <laughs> yeah. So- what does life look like after after you uh, retire? Is that coaching or what are you going to be doing now? Oh, bro, let me tell you. My dream is to be daddy daycare of dad of house dad. Really? That is the dream. Yeah, that is the bro, dream right there. Cool. <laughs> Dude, you're I feel like you're going to you're going to find something else that you, to apply gonna, yourself I, to I'm, 100%. I'm absolutely going to have to. I'm absolutely yeah. have to, but not having the feeling the pressure or obligation to put food on the table is the goal of like pursue what I'd like to do if it's for free, if, if right. I'm doing it for free or if I'm getting paid handsomely for it, do, uh, be able to do what I, what my passion would be at that time. What would almost fill that competitive void as well. Right. Um, so I always tell her like, you can be the sugar mama when we're done. And I'll I'll make the peanut butter and jellies and all that. Yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah. I got I got you, girl. I got you. I will hold it down. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. But I mean, so that's why, you know, we dream. We, our goal and our dream is to go back to Hawaii and, um, and kind of remodel the house a little bit and do all that kind of stuff. And and so that's that's a big part of our plans. But we'll see. We'll see where where everything takes us. But to be honest, I don't know specifically what I want to do, but I have a lot of ideas of what um, I think I would like, but it's hard to say. I've had this conversation actually recently with one of my best friends um, who's in the workforce, Lishki, um, like, okay. you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he was just like, you know, I, I try to find those things that can fill that competitive void a little bit from you know even just playing being a collegiate athlete but especially like professional athlete day in and day out like this is your job to compete and play sports and i was thinking about it and i was like i won't know how big that void is until it's there so i can't really plan for it i can have an idea but i don't know how big or small it's going to be like do i sign up for a ping pong league and that's it (laughs) or uh, now you're you know, talking or, now you're talking or do i do i have to do a bunch of different things wake up at 5 a.m and work out and do it blah 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 blah, blah. you know right. i i don't know and I, that's going to be the learning process and i think i'm fully aware of it's going to take a little time it's exciting though it's like out. a double life like so you exciting. totally start again and you're just like wow i need Some to good like, options too. find out what life is like outside Let's of all it's exciting and it's scary at the same time for sure yeah because well you want to be able to figure it out faster than slower right right yeah yeah, 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 yeah. you want to know so that's the scary part of like like okay like hopefully not getting to that time where okay it's time to figure it out like uh right you've had you've had right 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 right, right. (laughs) your grace period like your parents are knocking on your door telling you like 
like exactly. trying to have a, a, a meeting telling you, all right, yeah. it's time. It's time. Time to do college applications. It's time for you finally. to do something. Yeah. 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 So that's ex it's much more exciting than it is scary because it's a second life, right? It's like, obviously, totally. we've, we've lived the incredible experience and lifestyle that is like professional volleyball and professional athlete in general, but very on paper, that doesn't affect a whole lot of your second life. I think it affects your... Um, dynamic in wherever you go after in terms of job dynamic and work dynamic and group and leadership and all of those things i see what you're but, saying but on paper but yeah we have nothing to show for no 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 i have yeah, a college yeah. degree right right, no right totally okay okay yeah 100 percent. it's such an odd like it it would be tough i think that's why we tend to find unconventional jobs because it's tough you're not going to step in on a wall street at like 36 well maybe you can but it's just maybe a little bit tougher of a route like have like uh what is the movie the internship those guys that go to google have you seen that yes yes <laughs> it's like those guys that are yes like interns Owen at google at like yes exactly yeah yeah exactly exactly that's kind of like the the volleyball the post volleyball athlete it's like those two guys showing up just like, yeah, we have not much to show. Yeah, but it's like it's yeah. like it, if they're like on the on the resume, they're like, How much life experience do you have? Just write all just all of it. I got all the experience. They had I mean, they had on that, <laughs> on that uh, in that movie they had the funniest uh interview because the guys like they oh it's kinda hard to explain, but they had to like get out of the blender as a nickel. Do you remember right. this, Micah? Mm -hmm. And they gave like the, oh, then they gave like the funniest explanation. And the one guy's like, that was so ridiculous that we should probably take him. Cause it was just, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. just yeah. So, that's I mean, so out of this world. Dude, I played one year. I mean, I'm not even done. I mean, I'm halfway through, if that, my first year of overseas and already it just changed the way you think and how you solve problems. Like just stuff by, just by like thinking about stuff. It's just like you become one, you become much more independent Two, You just like, you know what? Like, said, like we mentioned earlier in the podcast, you just got to roll the punches and like three, you're just like expect the unexpected and whatever happens, it's going to be an awesome story. So I just keep that in mind. Whatever been like a crazy situation because I've been in so many freaking crazy situations here. It's just, it changed the way you look out on life or your just outlook on everything. I think, uh, you know, some, we always talk about, we mentioned this every podcast is how grateful we are about that. Um, and just how you, how you change. Yeah, we um, definitely do. But Mike, I know Mike. We were talking about this last night. I think you you can bring this up better than I can about uh, the Hawaiian I, I, uh, identity. Oh, and Ga how Gage wanted to bring this up, and you I did. Like I I posted something on Instagram last yesterday. Nope, I think I saw it. I saw it. And, I looked. And, I looked at the post and everything, but I, yeah, yeah, I yeah, yeah. And Gage like reached out to me. Like late at night and just like blowing me up with voice messages. I'm like, whoa! You started with the voice messages and then I responded. No, I did not, dude. No, yes, I you did. did. Not. I was all right. Okay. Continue talking about this. I'll show you. The okay, yeah, yeah, go look, go look. And I was like, oh, bro, this guy's interested in this. So, and then he's like, we should ask Micah about it. So, for people that haven't obviously seen the Instagram, it was um, being born in Hawaii doesn't make you Hawaiian. First voice message, um, Micah, right there. Oh, sorry. Sorry, I cut you Was off it really? Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, it's you. Touche. 
Uh, I think there's like three of them. Being born in Hawaii doesn't make you Hawaiian. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Um, living in Hawaii doesn't living make you Hawaiian. Living in Hawaii for ten years. Yeah, something like that doesn't doesn't qualify you as Hawaiian. I was yeah, I was yeah. waiting for the the living in Hawaii for four years doesn't make you Hawaiian. I was gonna tag Hawaii men's volleyball, but <laughs> they, they, <laughs> they never gave me the opportunity. They never gave me the, bro. Would have been a alley oop right there. And then, but I, and I sent that. I think Steinman Tilburg reached out to me. And I was like, bro, I was waiting for the four years for you. You lucky, you lucky. <laughs> but Gage, I guess you can, you kind of have more of the curiosity behind it. I just had yeah. posted it because it so, was something so that. I this is what me and like. Micah got talking about last night, obviously. Well, Micah, well, we can get into it in a little here. Micah also bringing, he's like, also, um, you said that you were, well, Micah, I'm just going to say Micah Maha. Uh, you were talking about how, like, especially last night, you were saying how it's in the volleyball community now. Um, but we'll get in that in a second. We'll just kind of lay out the basics here. So what, what we were talking <laughs> about last night is basically is for, he gave me an example. For example, he knows these these girls and what he finds or what you find are really, really annoying. And they're talking about how they're from Hawaii, but they're like, oh, leave our like island, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I was like, do you have a problem with when they say our? Do they have a, do you have a problem? Or just when they're just like saying, hey, leave Hawaii? Like, do, is it only when you guys when they speak about our island as in it belongs to them as well. Is that is that where the, 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 the trigger lies? Or is it just them just being annoying and just saying all this? Because Mike might have a good point because although they're, it may not be first generation, but they moved here too and everything like that because I know a lot of people are moving to Hawaii now. Um, so I was just kind of a very That's a very specific question. That's we true. should maybe start a little bit more, a little right, bit more broad. Um, and just we're like, <clears throat> I'm sure Michael. I can answer running. to that. Okay. Oh, perfect. Amazing. Yeah. Sorry. Go. Um, it's kind of off the cuff, but I think there's a difference between somebody's house or somebody's home and somebody's culture. Um, so somebody can live there. And that can be considered home to somebody. And native Hawaiian people. And so the nobody is owning land, right? Like nobody actually owns land. Like you can have a paper that says you own land, but that's to what extent? Like somebody who have created this this uh, idea of ownership. Um, but I think a culture, like when people, once we get down to the basic of, and I'm sure we'll get to it later, of like what makes you, what makes someone Hawaiian? Well, my idea is, your native Hawaiian, you are your ancestry is connected to the culture and the, um, the, the kind of the birth of that island or that place. Right. right. And if somebody can live there, somebody can inhabit it. So when somebody's saying, I don't know, our land or whatever, like, or our, our land, like, please don't mess up my favorite beach 
like it's not my beach but it's my favorite beach i don't know i think mm -hmm. it's a i think it's a matter of semantics and just word usage because yeah, when it starts sure. to get for over sure. the top of that then then i think it's important to educate and also um inform yeah i think it's tricky i think it gets like gazers asking it for some examples and i'm like dude it's like it's very much into the context of the situation. Like, I know a lot of people that say anything and it doesn't have an effect and it's super okay. And then some people could say something and it, you're just like, bro, what are you saying? Anyways. Um, yeah, I think in the, in the volleyball world, Hawaii has such a larger place in, in our volleyball world than it, than it does in a lot of other places. Like for example, basketball or, um, I mean, in, in American football, we have a pretty solid place as well. But Hawaii is such a central part of volleyball history in America, I would say. Yes. So I've, and I feel like I've run, I'm running into this more and more and more. And it was something I just felt like I had to share because um, I don't think that it, most of the people that I run into don't really don't know that Hawaii has a people like there are native Hawaiians. I don't yeah. think in the first place, like people don't really understand that in general. Um, and that's something that is like crazy, but it's not because we're a small place and we have to know, like have some humility in the fact that like, no, not everyone's supposed to know about our history. Yeah. Like yeah. we don't know about theirs. So why would we expect them to know about ours? And so I definitely check myself to that. And when it's like me thinking, Oh, you should know that I definitely don't come from that place. But it's when it's like, when I'm feeling a certain type of way and somebody's like, oh, like they try, they say something, I'll just say like, oh yeah, that's not necessarily correct actually. And it just comes with like the labeling of people from Hawaii as Hawaiian or maybe like- That always bugged me. Like some other, there's some other things that stand out and I'm trying to bring them up. What, what things, if you can think about them, stand out to you that you've run into in life and in the volleyball community as well? I think a lot of it was um, labeling people from Hawaii as Hawaiian and uh, like just in general, like, oh, the Hawaiian team. Right. You know, like at jails or whatever. And you have to, it was more of like what you said. It's more of a, I don't expect you, like some people literally didn't realize that there was electricity. Right. Island. And that's right. and I'm not that offended by that. Like, it's just it's, you just don't know. Right. 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 To a certain extent, like if you think I'm stupid, then that's another thing coming. But but like, obviously, you see what I'm doing. You see what other people are doing from Hawaii. Let's put two and two together. Right. Right. But but I think just it's more about education and the fact of like and informing goes that Hawaiian is being native Hawaiian is a culture. It's a, it's a cultural identity. And like that is a, we are also an extremely proud people. And so when you don't get that right and when you don't like, uh, I guess we have respect for it, then that really can rub some people the wrong way. And so, that's always bugged me a little bit, but not to the sense of, of 
I'm gonna scream at you and blah blah yeah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, never an anger thing. It's, it's just like, like it's just like a little like, and you're just like, damn, like. Let me educate just a little you, pr- but it's yeah. at the same time. But it's like, how many times <laughs> I gotta educate you? Well, it's also crazy. I think you touched it on it. It's like, I think there's just such a pride thing. Like, I don't, I don't know very many cultures that have the like. Everyone has pride, but man, do we have some pride? And it because, and part of this, the another slide on that on that post was like, when you label everybody from Hawaii Hawaiians, it erases the actual Hawaiians because then now mm-hmm. everyone's mm-hmm. Hawaiian. So who are then we you, then? There's no other way to identify. The, exactly, actual, and that's like the Hawaiian. right, and that's our strongest identity that we hold. And so when yeah. like. It's not like you're, I was raised in Texas and like, so you're Texan. It's not like yeah, that because like I am, part. yeah. And I'm like, guys, like, cause I get it with the Worsleys. Like the, everyone's like, oh, you're with the Hawaii boys? Like the, the Hawaiians? <laughs> and I'm like, I, I always just brush it off. I'm always like, yeah, yeah, we're, we're all, you know, just cause mm-hmm, I don't care. Mm-hmm, and then, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then if I'm feeling some sort of way one time, like somebody's like, oh, and I'm like, bro, they're from California. And they're like, oh, yeah, 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 oh well, yeah. why, are, why are they? And I'm like, yeah, no, no worries. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, where are you from? I'm like, I'm from Hawaii. And I'm also Hawaiian. And I'm also, but like, exactly. and, but I wouldn't, but I wouldn't like, I don't take it to that level because I'm not, not that kind of guy. Yeah, but yeah. like, that's what I'm thinking in my head is like, but like, that's, yeah. And I think we like so you nailed it. We're, we're very prideful. I have a similar experience, but almost like to a harder degree to understand because it's Shoji Brothers, right? It's like, right. oh, you always, you're always, oh, it's the Hawaii boys. It's the Hawaiian, but okay, Hawaii boys, solid. We're good. Right. Yeah, Hawaii boys, for sure. Oh, the Hawaiian boys. Oh, actually, let me help you out there. Right, 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 right. Like, Eric and Kavika, born in Hawaii, love Hawaiian culture, respect it, live it. But there is a sense of you don't, um, that's not part of your blood. Yeah, blood. Right? right. And so and so it's one thing to respect love and respect Hawaiian culture, which Hawaiian people absolutely love, and that's what Hawaii has become. And that's almost why it's there's there's like this more mixing of like but also like like are you Hawaiian? Are you not? Like I can't tell like I have to legitimately ask you. Right, right, right. And right. say, what's your what's your um, genealogy type deal? Because yeah. so many people have not adopted Hawaiian culture or not even Hawaiian culture, but the Hawaii style of living. Right. And love it and respect it. And, and I think that's a wonderful compliment. I think that's an incredible deal. But it also <laughs> can make it harder to distinguish, you know, who is Native Hawaiian and who is not. And so that's where communication comes in. And that's where our education also comes in. Cause, cause I've been in that similar situation, right? With you and the, the Worsley brothers or like me and the Shoji's. It's like, right, right. The, like we are all from Hawaii. We're all born in Hawaii, but there's a little difference. And it doesn't make me better or worse. That's just, right, right, there's right, just right. difference. Right. There's just a difference. And it's a, it's a proud culture. And obviously like coming from like going to Kamehameha, which is a private school where, it's preference to Hawaiian native Hawaiians. And so a hundred percent of the kids there are native Hawaiian have some type of native Hawaiian. There's, there's so much. And, and Mike, I know you understand this, even, you know, you went there for 
or what, till sixth grade? Yeah, till kindergarten sixth, six, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then, but you understand this, but going there, you have like a sense of unity and a sense of pride. And like, uh, you also are educated quite a bit around Hawaiian culture and what it's about. And so there's so much instilled intrinsic pride in that. So when you hear these little things, of, right, right, right. Let me let, ah, you just, right, you, right. just kind of catches yeah. you just a little bit. Ah. Totally, then, totally, totally, totally. And then it's patience and then it's education and informing and, and love, but it's, it's always like, let's have that respect and let's have that, um, you know, recognition for a culture. Cause that what do you call some, everybody from Samoa or that lives in Samoa, Samoans? No, you re you're respected as a culture because some Samoa Joe, the wrestler or whatever was like super popular. And you're like, Oh, that's a culture. And so that's, even when I come over here overseas, they're like, Oh, you're, you're from Hawaii. And I'm like, yeah, yeah I'm Hawaiian. And I, and there's a, there's a language. And they're like, what? Yeah, there's no chance they would know that. <laughs> they're like, what are you talking about? Like Samoan? Like you're Samoan? And I was like, no, like I'm Hawaiian. It's a. But then you got to teach the Polynesian triangle, the, and then you're like, triangle. So then you're like, that. you're you guys like you know how you guys are like European? Like it's kind of like a family. Yeah, like yeah. we have kind of a similar thing with Polynesian, oh, and so I we had... are like cousins in a way. <laughs> yeah. Like you guys are European and our language, we are all of similar genealogy. But when you guys like moved like around in Europe, we moved around in the islands. Yeah. yeah so yeah. we have and Samoa so... and we can like basically for people, there's a triangle that's make believe in the Pacific Ocean with New Zealand, Rapa Nui and Hawaii are kind of the yeah, trying yeah. are kind of the triangle. And then inside of it is Polynesia which is Samoa, yeah. Tonga, Fiji, Tahiti, a lot of other yeah. islands. Um, and Hawaii is the top of that triangle. And um, that is kind of like, in a sense, African or Asian or European. There's also Polynesian. Polynesian. Uh, and that's kind of our grouping. But that is like never, ever going to be known to really anyone besides people within it. I had a story that I told um, at UCLA where I we had a, a lot of African-American kids on our team and I was always hanging out with them. And I went and like jumped into this dance battle and was like dance battling. And then I came back and a friend of mine had another friend there who was in like this African-American club I was hanging out with. And she's like, man, look at this like white privilege, this white boy. And, uh, my oh, teammate and my teammate had known, they know who I am and they know they've seen mm -hmm. my family, where I come from. And so they have a different understanding of me than this woman. And so he's like, bro, do you know, like, what do you think this, like, this guy's not the guy you want to like mess with with this. And he's like, what do you think this guy is? And she's like white. And he's like, what else? And she went through every single ethnicity <laughs> like every time. And she was like, you're yeah. lying. You're lying. Like, what is it? You're and I'm like, that's, and I was like, that's when you know you're a minority. When like, you couldn't guess my ethnicity and you're telling me I'm lying because there's, in your mind, there's no possible other ethnicity I could be. And, mm -hmm. but, and I'm, and I'm Hawaiian. And she's like, Hawaiian? Like, what is, 
And I'm like, yeah, it's all good. Don't worry. It's all good. But that's like I a story of just like that sums off. up what we go through a little bit. Um, yeah. And that's kind of what I strive not to do as well. Right. It's like, like, uh, look at you. Like, you don't know nothing about right. <laughs> our culture and this and that. Like, you should be more educated, this and that. I'm like, yeah, no, I, I don't want to take that. You too. Right. And I don't, um, I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt, but I'm going to teach you it once. Don't make, well, like, even like, don't dude, make mistake twice. That's even like the most I've ever had to like, and I even was like telling it to her politely. I'm like, hey, I like, that's when you know it's, and I said it like jokingly, but like, I get where the smallest, like nobody should know. I get that. Like you, what are you going to, why are you going to know about Hawaii if you're from Kentucky? Like, they're not going to teach you about it. Like it's, we're yeah, tiny yeah, yeah. and I'm not going to expect anyone to know about it. So, no, but there's there, also that. But just so that, that people understand, there is a long culture and history associated with Hawaii and associated with Hawaii in the United States as well. Mm-hmm. And a lot of um, dismay and a lot of wrongdoing um, had been done towards Hawaiian culture. And so that is where some of that pride, but also some of that. Um, disdain can come from and so a lot of what's preached in hawaii in my experience is one of the biggest things is respect and you're taught to respect elders you're taught to respect your peers you're taught taught to respect the land and the sea and everything around you and most of not most of all but especially cultures like you grow up just surrounded by people with different backgrounds and ethnicities and everybody knows them. It's, it's hilarious because I grew growing up in Hawaii. It's like, Oh, I'm one 32nd Irish one 16th German and everybody rattles it off. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. Everybody knows 2.5%. And then I'm, you come to California or whatever. I come to school. I'm like, what, what are you? Well, um, like German, Swiss, like how much? <laughs> and so it's so true. Myth. That's such a it's Hawaii a culture thing. Cool. It's a Hawaii thing that, that you know when you know you're from Hawaii, like those kind of like memes or whatever. Right. I think respect is a huge deal in Hawaii. And so whether it be cultures, whether it be all of these things. And so when that sometimes isn't reciprocated, that can be taken in a certain type of way that is not um, as friendly, but it's also our job to be respectful and say, look, I don't, I don't expect, I don't necessarily expect you to know everything, but let's respect um, the culture and respect where uh, the history and all of the things that these, this Hawaiian people have been through and are, are going to do honestly the last part of this eric because eric I, ju- I just remembered this eric just like last week had sent me a tiktok of a college did he send this to you the college mm-hmm. doing uh, the TikTok. hawaii night um and it was just like grass skirts and like mm-hmm. coconut bras and like they're dancing to i don't know some lulu and stitch song and something like that and he sent it to me and he's like bro it's just like like, dude, because he remembered I had posted something about the AVP had done something like this where they invite someone in from the crowd and, like, put on, like, grass skirt and whatever, the stereotypical 
Hula. I don't even know where this, where it comes from, but, um, and then they like dance hula in front of the whole crowd. And then people like laugh and like vote for the funniest one. And I was mm-hmm. like, just imagine like Eric, just imagine if they were to put on an African headdress yeah, and dress yeah, yeah, yeah. as an African and do like a tribe dance in front of everyone and everyone's laughing and voting for like the funniest one. How like do you think, I, I think that yeah, yeah. I think the AVP would be shut down as a as a as a company like that would Bro. that would be done. And like this school, the coach would be fired if they were if she had their their women's volleyball team dancing in African tribe clothing and like th- like dancing around like what they think an African dance would look like. It'd be over. And at UCLA, we had a Hawaii night for the men's basketball. Where it was just like so ridiculous. It was like, I've never seen something this bad. And I was just like, how are they getting away with this? Like, I'm not going to say anything because I'm not that guy. But I'm just like, in my head, I'm just like, dude. And you guys are over here like canceling, like getting people fired for like the m- most minor, <laughs> minor comment on, I don't know, whatever politics there is. And we're like doing this and there's like 10,000 people in attendance and like nobody's going to bat an eye at this. Yeah, yeah. So I it's think kinda, it's context. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just, yeah, it's it's context is different in every situation right now. That particular political climate is like super hot, right? And so there's like these little little triggers, bro. You flip right. that switch, gone. Yeah. No coming back from it. Yeah. Even if you flip that switch t- ten to twelve years ago on Twitter, yeah, like, yeah, they'll find you. They'll find you. They'll so find like, you. So, I, I think it's just different, you know. Like even in Hawaii, we have luau's that perpetuate that as well, right? Mm-hmm. You know, tourists and, and and this and that. And shout out to Tuilato. Go see him. Go um, see our good friend Tuichileto. Go see him, aka the Cookie Man. But um, no, but anyway, it's it's just it's contextual. So like, obviously, tourism is such a huge economic thing in Hawaii that that's not a necessity, but it's it's a thing that people do to 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 make it and get by. And so you know, to each their own. But there's a level of respect that I think everybody should give. Yeah. So what's your guys' opinion on uh, – so as uh, obviously as a Californian coming into Hawaii men's volleyball and everything, I want to – the big thing that – I mean, we don't have – I guess Chad Giesman, he's from Hawaii. I don't I don't think he's actually Hawaiian though. I'm not, I'm not sure. I didn't – I haven't asked him. But well, how do you guys think – because like the big thing there is like representing Hawaii, the culture, et cetera, et cetera. What's your guys' opinion on Hawaii men's volleyball – um, do you think they represent it? Do they piss you off? Or just what are your overall feelings? I mean, brutal, uh, d- don't hold back at all. Because, like, like just because I'm a member or was a member doesn't mean – I want to hear you guys' honest opinion about this. Micah? What you laughing at, Mike? What you You're the guest, at, Mike? Mike. You're the what guest, you Mike. What are you talking about, guys? Uh, we're having you on here. we got to know before. your opinion. Have you talked about this before? No, we've never talked about this. Oh, we've okay, but I want to hear it. None. I actually want to hear it. I mean, some of my – how do I say this? Some of my more confrontational experiences with vol- on the college men's volleyball court have come with UH men's volleyball. And a lot of that is rooted in the conversation that we're having. Um, there was one time where I'm not naming, I'm not naming any names, um, where UH came to California and 
I think Kupono told this before because Kupono was there. Um, and and uh, UH volleyball player started talking trash, non-Hawaiian, not from Hawaii, started talking trash because one of our players that was from Hawaii got subbed out, taken out of the game because for a myriad of reasons, but whatever, I don't know which one it was, but not for a positive <laughs> one. And started talking like, oh, yeah, there goes one local boy or something like that. And that I flipped the switch because that's you're in a moment, you're in a competitive moment, you're in a you're in the arena to battle. And, and for so those that don't know, Micah, I feel like even in high school, it was chippy. Michael was like a chippier guy, like that people didn't really know that is chippy. This guy was, and in college, like this guy was a little chippy, bro. I remember when he used to, yeah, never mind. Continue your story. No, no, no. I mean, it's the truth, and I'm not, yeah, I'm not like running from it, but yeah, that's stuff. There's certain things that I don't let fly, and that stuff. Um, if you cross a certain line with me, then you've crossed it, and there's no going back, and we're going to talk about it whether it be after the game or wherever you want to talk about it, we're going to talk about it, however you want to talk about it. But, um, and so that, that was, that I, to answer your question, Gage, it varies. It varies mm -hmm. in terms, from player to player, right? I think totally. a lot of players have incredible respect for the culture, that embrace the culture, that love to, that love to even perpetuate the culture, right? Like you can represent Hawaii as a state and even as a culture everywhere you go. And I think that's a wonderful thing that UH men's volleyball can do. But I also think that it's important to have some education of, of Hawaiian culture, of what is and what, what isn't, um, I don't want to say acceptable, but um, I can't think of a word like more encouraged by maybe the Hawaiian people of let's not get this facade that all of a sudden you're native Hawaiian now, or you, you know, you've put in your hours to represent Hawaii in a certain way. And so I think there's a role that can be played. That's wonderful. I think UH, I think UH does that with a ton of their sports, that it's a role that that um, that you can take. But I think the understanding of that role of like, we represent Hawaii, we represent UH, um, but we don't necessarily represent the people of Hawaii because we just moved there six months ago. And so once I am able to understand the culture and really take it like, look, I don't come to Russia and be like, like, let's go, like, <laughs> like, I love it. Like, I represent Zenikazan and all the people here and blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm here trying to learn. I'm trying to respectfully, like, not ruffle any feathers, learn the language as little as I can, but, like, do it in a respectful way. And I think that has been executed by a ton of UH men's volleyball players and UH athletes in general. Colt Brennan. Yeah. represented Hawaii super well, but, but never, I don't think ever crossed the line. He understood his role and what he could do. And so 
there's certain situations that situation that I talked about in the court was was not one of my best but also something that that bothers me of like like all of a sudden you've assumed the role of the of the local boy from Hawaii and now you're able to talk to guys that have spent you know their whole like, grown up and spent their whole lives there and like almost talk down to somebody like that like we're we're a prideful people and yeah, that's what it, I have I have something it. I think and we're not that I think level. might might sum it up too is that like while you were talking I was trying to think of my answer and part of it was um like humility is probably hand in hand with respect in Hawaii yes. is Yes. the most important values that we have. And when a UH player that's not from Hawaii or isn't Hawaiian, like start when that limelight starts to be pointed at himself instead of with humility of like, yeah, we, we play for UH and like we have a lot of great things. Hawaii is amazing. But once that like starts to like try and he's like, he is bigger than Hawaii or the place or, that he is the star of the show and like starts making things about more about that person or that individual than the culture itself. Or then, then that's when I kind of like, that's, I think when it starts to irk me a little bit, when like somebody thinks that they are bigger than they are and like starts, it starts to have when it's, there's a lack of humility. Like if you do it with humility, I think Cole Brennan was like, he's a pretty soft spoken guy. Like he was never, with his actions, he wasn't, but like, I feel like he was always like pretty cool and humble dude, but he was a baller. And like, there was no Hawaii, like when Colt Brennan, Jason Rivers, uh, Devon Bess, CJ Hawthorne, those guys are running the show. There was no Hawaii like that. Like every house had a Hawaii flag and game so time, crazy. game time. There was nobody out. Like that was, man, RIP to Colt Brennan. That was, he changed Hawaii for like, like he made Hawaii boys see a Hawaii that didn't we didn't know existed. Um, yep, which and is he's pretty not, special. And where's he from? Yeah, and he's Somewhere and he's else. from Cali. And, and so, like, from, or, yeah, Cali or Nevada or something like that. I don't he's know, but Cali, that's a role. That's a role that was assumed by him, that brought so much like, not not only exposure but also hope and an example to Hawaiian boys and girls. Yeah. Native yeah, that guy was, dude, that guy is like, gotta like, be one of the, the number, the, the best, uh, one of the best freaking Hawaiian, like Hawaii athletes. For our generation. Like, yeah, like that was, it was gnarly how big of an impact he had. But I it still, was, I think I still have some Allstate Sugar Bowl t-shirts. Bro, I can't, bro, how you rocking that, bro? That was tough. That was the toughest. I don't want to watch. I want to wear the U-Dub shirt where we came back. The Sugar Bowl wasn't a... The Sugar Bowl wasn't our finest moment. Our O-line. Georgia. It was Georgia, right? Georgia. Yeah, it was Georgia. Going up to the Sugar Bowl, finest moment. Oh yeah, we are we are feeling ourselves. We're like, oh, SEC boys, you guys are going to get some cracks. And then it was like, oh wow, this is different level. <laughs> These are men. <laughs> yeah, we yeah, we college. oh wow. Okay, got it. Okay, got it. We'll, we'll come back home. I think he's a pretty good example for me of like oh, he's, the right way yeah. to do it, you know? Oh yeah, he's and one so, of the best. There are there are wrong ways to do it, but it's all a learning process, right? And so and then I, for me it's more important to educate people about it 
rather than um, like demean people or like judge people on it of like because I think once people understand totally they have totally. this like incredible respect and um, humility like you said Mike about it but I think it does it does take time it's it's not easy to go to Hawaii for one year and be like I get it like it's I think I think yeah, it's yeah. very impossible so it takes well, on this it takes some immersion on this topic, bringing it back to volleyball, we talked about the four man. Mm-hmm. We've been talking about the four man a little bit. <laughs> we, I, it's my favorite. It's my favorite version of volleyball. Fours Beach. I've been playing That's it. Fun. I played it yeah, all yeah. summer. That's like it's like incredible. So the McKibbins put on an incredible show. Like what they're doing is so sick. I freaking they're really good yeah, people. I like them a lot. And then. So what, what? Oh, that also brings up another thing we talked about in this podcast, but I didn't mm. even remember this. Is Taylor Shander is on I that whole team? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I didn't. I wasn't going there. I was going to say, who's your pick for your four man? You can't have anyone that's been on, that's played or was a part of that event from Hawaii. That's a part of that. That was a part of that event. I can't choose. Right, right. So we have to oh, go nice. in there with a new four and try and take down. I think we win. Well, who are you? Who are you? Choosing? <laughs> we, everyone. Who do you think? You said from Hawaii. Yeah, from Hawaii. That's the issue. And then we, I want another one where it doesn't have to be from Hawaii. It could be from the indoor, anywhere. Any I want to see who you. At any point or right now. I'm thinking right now. I'm thinking right now. Okay. But at any point would be sick too. You're gonna make three teams. You're gonna make three teams. You're gonna make. You're, you're making a Hawaii all time. Tony Ching. Tony Ching. Bro, my dad has some good Tony Ching stories from Quemahal because he was, yeah, he was his played, coach. I rather. played with Tony at the end of his career. Bro. Okay, anyway. Hammer. Me and you. Okay. Me and you. Yup, yup, yup. Running them. I think we might be the top two picks. Hey, and let's maybe, go. I think maybe Kavika and Eric. We I need think, we need some attacking though. G. I know that's so a, Kavika. That's oh, so Kavika Kavika sets. Then you're saying what Taylor you would be attacking. Yeah, Taylor he's playing. Oh, are you saying those guys are excluded? Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah we have yeah, to yeah. try and we go. To, we, we dude, we're the again. challengers. We have to Hawaii right. versus Hawaii. I like. It. Oh, but Madison is hurt, right? Like, yeah, Madison. I'm, I'm yeah, taking yeah, that, yeah, I'm yeah. taking Madison and Riley into consideration of being at the tournament, right? Like, right, right. I was too in my mind. In my mind, I was too contention i was trying to think of some ogs that we i'm trying to think of anybody holding it down not right now there's nobody right now yeah we would we would be we would be struggling from an attacking standpoint yeah 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 i think i think it'd be tough because but taylor doesn't count taylor's just the darkest guy there and they didn't have another whole yeah yeah well how did he get in there he should be on team cali well they don't have another hawaii guy Okay. They got to put someone else other than Taylor Yeah, that's a nice pickup. The well, thing that the I only Polynesian. Right, I was going to say so Gage was like, "Oh, but in my mind and this is like another crazy part of it is like Taylor makes more sense to me for like being Maori and Tongan. You know where I'm going with this? Okay, okay, okay. Ben. Then then like <laughs> if somebody were to be like, I'm Hawaiian, 
Like I'm team Hawaii. Like I'm Hawaiian. Like that. This like that discussion is way more annoying to me than like Taylor being on team Hawaii. Cause like to me, there's more. There's there's more merit. Oh yeah. There's, no no no. I think than like a UH volleyball player being on team Hawaii. Oh, I would no, no, rather no. have Taylor Sander be on it <laughs> because he's blood. That makes sense. That makes That's sense. a tough one. That's a tough one for me. That's a tough one for me. But it would be tough. Yeah, it would be tough. But, <laughs> but yeah, there's I less. There's less fun. irk. There's less irk to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, <laughs> there's no, no, less. less it doesn't sting as much. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. sting as much. I think Taylor. I think Taylor. Yeah, being two types of Polynesian is, and having a lot of ties to Hawaii in terms of friends and spending a decent amount of time there is understandable. Whatever. Like. Right, right, right. But to be, let's be completely honest, they just didn't have another person from Hawaii to be there, so they had to find somebody. Right, that makes sense. That makes sense. That makes sense. And so that's a nice find. Good find by them. Nice find for them. That's a solid Four Man find. Beach is Four Man Beach is Taylor's like. Yeah, it could be Taylor's go to. What about grass? Yes, yeah. dude. It, grass. Yeah, gra- Taylor could grass be Taylor's be game. Yeah. Grass would be stupid for Taylor. Like yeah. he would be. I think yeah. Taylor. Yeah. Taylor, okay, Taylor's so now gonna, yeah. gonna succeed in a lot, a lot of things. Right. Yeah. In a lot of different versions of volleyball, Taylor will He's be gonna succeed. at the top. Okay, so from the indoor team now. <laughs> playing beach? No. Play, oh yeah, playing fours beach against against in that tournament. Oh, some guys are gonna hate me if they see this. But um TJ? Yeah, that's a pick for us too. We think he's gonna be gnarly at fours. Oh, he just hits the ball so hard, and the court's bigger. And his beach game is yeah. actually really good. Oh, his beach game is ridiculous. It's crazy. It's ridiculous. But, yeah, it's crazy. But like the thing is, is like you're hitting against a one-on-one block on basically the same size court. court. Right, right, right. So no, he is an animal. He is the ridiculous. best. He's probably most the best people, pickup. <clears throat> most people are gonna succeed. I mean, I'm I'm probably taking just pins. Right. But it's probably not going to be a right side pin. Right. Um. The the like the footwork might. This is different. That, if you that if you quick that quick sand up, move. You yeah. yeah. Up, you can't. It, it can look really awkward. You can look really great indoors, and it can look really, really bad. You will. Like our UCLA volleyball really team looked trash on the beach. We did not yeah, look. Everybody solid. looks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I'm thinking G is probably. I'm thinking yeah, Aaron Russell. Because you need a left back defender as well. <laughs> oh yeah, Aaron Russell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you just need physicality with force. Yeah, with four yeah, man, yeah, you yeah just totally. Need you do, you do, you do, you do. Like that's you literally do. basically all you need. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so. Yeah, it's gonna be one of the pins. Yeah, it's gonna be. Yeah, Me, Aaron and TJ, TJ is a solid is a Aaron. solid group. Yeah, I'm in there. Me, Dude, you, fours TJ, is Aaron. fours is the spot to be. That I can't believe. I think my dad. I've seen a, some footage of my. There used to be a four man tour, man. That's so. No I'm way. So freaking, the McKibbins yeah, are trying dude. to get that going. Four man tour, and the McKibbins are working on it. But my dad was on Team Paul hard. Mitchell, I believe, mm-hmm. or Team like Jose Cuervo. It's something like that. 
Some big names. But there were, yeah, it was a legitimate, it was a little, it was a legitimate fours, like, well-run AVP. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. It it tailors to a specific player, right? So that's, that'd be hard because you got other players that are going to be Yeah, it might, you you might have to have, like, a libero almost. Yeah, that's what I was saying. You need, like, just to, like, involve some, like. You can have, like, left back, someone just more defensive oriented. No, I just. I'm, what I'm saying is like what I'm saying is it can't coincide with another season. Like it can't be the same. Oh yeah, AVP. for it to be super high level, it's it's going to be tough with AVP a lot of indoor are be and choosing AVP or force force. Right, 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 right. So right. Yeah, yeah. like a guy like Troy Field is going to go to the force. I think. Yeah. Over he AVP. would be a star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he is a. Yeah. He was impressive in the fours. They do such sweet four-man tournaments in Hermos in the South Bay. 16th Street, baby. Like 16th Street, 21st Street. They put together like we had, I think there's like four or five during the summer that are like big. And that are like super fun. That'd be fun. I like a lot. They're really fun. We played, I got to play in two of them this year because one of them I was in You won one of them. I lost to Chase in one of them, and it was like a barn burner, and then beat Chase in one of them. I would set. I I, def, I think I definitely set. I think I'd have fun setting. I was watching the McKibbins mm. thing, and it's so interesting because like now I'm working on all these different things in in, in indoor. Yeah. And you, just like watching how the block would like, I feel like it would be. It would be a fun little crazy. puzzle to solve. No, it'd be it'd be because it's two guys, two blockers on three guys, and you can play fast. Right. And and all I have to do is like look for a second, and they're gonna be basically right. in the same spot that. Right, are, right, right, right. Sand. And it's sand. It's yeah, yeah. It's not exactly. like they're gone. Like you can't shuffle. That is out very and, like, true. Fly out there. That so, is like, very true. I'm working true. on I'm working a lot on like turning and looking to see where guys are at now, and sometimes they're in a total different spot than what I looked at in the beginning. But more often, oh, yeah. they're, they're there. <clears throat> and like that's a challenge in and of itself and i think it's it's paying paying off for me right now and so like seeing that and like taking that indoor like mindset there it seems like it'd be fun dang okay so like the smallest bit of like actual useful information um for our listeners if they're still hanging in there so you're working on what are some things you're working on right now like obviously one of the best setters in the world where do you find ways to get better where wh- you're now focusing on vision across the net or to get better. Yeah. I'm just like tinkering with different things. I think vision across the net I've been working on for like the past year and a half of like, what are some keys to that? It's gotta be for me right now. It's gotta be a pass within the three meter line, the 10 foot line mm-hmm. and like a high enough pass. Mm-hmm. Cause, cause if it's your feet have to pass, be good. Yeah. 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 Cause you're going to yeah, yeah, yeah. eye off of the ball. Right. And if you don't know where that ball's going, for sure, you're going to look real stupid. Right. So it's got to be high. It's got to be on your head. On, you're not moving too much. <clears throat> and then it's a look. And then it's a look and, and seeing, like, scouting whether a guy, you know, some guys now are putting their hands to one side with some middle blockers, which means that they're loading to go this way. And so they can react back that way. And so they're like middle or back to the opposite. Oh, so interesting. Like I'm looking at that or I'm just looking if there's, I can just call a gap and 
I'm looking if they're stepping with it or not. And if they're not, right. it's too fast. It's too fast for you to get there. Right. If you're not stepping and if you are stepping the back, it's too fast for you to get all the way back. Unless you like in that little third of a second, make that decision, the right decision. So are you looking when the ball's at its apex or when it's on the way down or when it's on the way, like when the ball's coming to you, what's your timing? Like, yeah, I think it's like, I can't really pinpoint the exact time. I think it's like, a certain time before it hits my hand. So like, how do I make it, how do I make more sense of that? Like, it's not, it's not always at its apex or it's not always like a ball could be passed to the rafters and I'm, and I'm waiting for it to get, if there's 0.5 seconds before it gets to my hands or like one second before it gets to my hands, maybe that's when I'm looking. Okay. And so I have that one second to then readjust and make sure that I'm good. Okay, and okay, that makes sense. Because right different situations, it's not always going to be at the apex or it's not always going to be... Exactly. Okay, exactly. I understand what you're saying. So there's like and a, a lot of it's Right, and a lot of it is, you're saying like the time that you're doing it, the footwork, and you're mostly looking at middles. Yeah, yeah, yeah mostly. But it, 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 can, it can vary based on scouting report, like what I'm scouting on the game. Nice. And what the strengths and weaknesses of like different blockers are, but it's not like an every play thing too, right? It's like three to four times a set, five times, four to five to six times a set. If I'm lucky, you know, because okay. how many perfect passes are you getting with right, the perfect right. height with also like having the confidence to do something that you're working on in a game. Totally. Um, so, yeah, all of that, all of that stuff comes into the picture. But gosh, dude, I'm all, I'm working on a lot of different things, and I don't think I'll ever stop doing that. I think that's kind of like what I'm addicted to, right? Is and I and I couldn't come to practice with a with like a joy and like having fun if I wasn't working on something because I'm not even here for it, right? You know, how so. do you how do you balance like I feel like sometimes in certain gyms that I've been in there's an emphasis on working on stuff and then you like start losing this competitiveness mm -hmm, and this mm -hmm. like like understanding of like dude just win like stop being like we need to work on this this or like you're getting yep. analytical and then but you're also like cuz winning is a skill so if how do you balance like this, like, oh, but I'm working on this and like trying to rationalize, like, but we're losing and like you're now you're not making good decisions or like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, in if a we're practice. losing, I'm not doing none of that. Like I'm trying to win. So like my. OK. Priority. My, yeah. And I think under like having a little self-awareness too. like I've always been, I, I guess, let's say blessed or like my nature is to compete and to win and like to find ways to win and compete always. So I don't really have to focus on it so much. Like it doesn't take a whole lot of my mental capacity because it's just a natural thing for me. So more of my mental capacity is occupied by how am I getting better? What things am I getting better at? But if I'm not taking care of the competitive side, um, we're, we're playing and we're, we're trying right. to win. And right, so right, right, right. it's always a balance and it's always like, 
you know, what parts of practice are designed to be competitive and what parts of practice are designed to be um, tinkering times or, you know, totally. times to work. And if I feel like I don't get enough of that tinker time, then I, right now I'm setting 10 to 15 minutes before training every day. Like, um, while the other guys are warming up, like I'll come and warm up a little earlier and I'll just set. Right. And so that also fills my cup a little bit with the tinkering time. Yeah. yeah therefore, the time to then therefore be free and let's go. And like, totally. I don't care how I get it done, but I'm, I'm, I'm gonna get it done. Totally. Have you found that a lot of the most competitive volleyball players, you know, are setters or is that, is that something that is not necessarily the case? That's a good question. It just came to my mind because I think of like the most competitive people that I think of Joe Worsley. I think of like in the USA gym, I think of like you, Kavika, mm -hmm, Thomas mm -hmm. Chasky another guy. TJ can get there. Um, obviously, the everybody in the USA gym at, is like gnarly competitive and is a beast. Like Matt Anderson and Taylor and that's super competitive. Everybody, yeah. everybody is super competitive, but just certain competitives, I guess, stand out. There, to me. There's I don't levels. Know if that there's makes levels. sense. Yeah, there's yeah. difference. There's some differences. There's levels. Bruno stands um, out to me and like some other setters, yeah. but yeah, yep. And there are others that sorry, I'm moving around. Um, there are other setters that don't give that off at all to me, right? Like a, like yeah. a Checo is like yeah this stoic. guy's just chilling just stoic right and it's not everybody shows and like uh kind of is animated in their own ways and i think that can be labeled as competitive or or not and like uh-huh and some people can i think i hate to be cliche but real recognize real like right, you right, know right. when you know when somebody's really doing it or or just doing it because they saw it on a documentary and if they right, saw Michael right, right, Jordan right, right. do it, so they have to say these words. Right, 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 right. Um, I found I found a lot of outside hitters are competitive, super competitive. Mm -hmm. I kind of like compare them to wide receivers a little bit in terms of like I got to get mine and when I get mine, it's like I'm that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, give me the kind ball. Kind of like a shooting guard, too. Guy. Yeah, yeah. They're kind of like that mid-size athletic, like, I'm getting bucked, like, I'm getting, like, ballers. Yeah, and uh, I and I, hmm. I never think of it with setters because I don't directly compete against the setter. I directly compete against outside hitters and middle blockers. In my mind... Mm -hmm. So I, I actually did go through a period where I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to outset this person and whatnot. But at this point in my career, I am, I'm blocking against outside hitters. Right. I'm serving against outside hitters and Libros and I'm setting against middle blockers for the most part. Right. So that's where my competitive energy is going. And that's where I like recognize. And I have those little competitive, like individual, not even, there's no talk. Right, but, right, right, right. But like we get each other, you know. Right, like, right, 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 right. I'm coming to you. You're coming to me, and this is this is fun. One hundred percent. Yeah, I, I I love that. Yeah, I'm glad we got into 
kind a of little bit of value, a little bit of volleyball on a volleyball. But that's not really like we're not that <laughs> podcast that is the most informational. True, true, true. Um, we can get into so volleyball. It kinda, too, it kind of fits. It kind of fits the mold. But I Gage, have so many little thoughts about volleyball. It's crazy. All oh, I can't even imagine. We have to. We have. We're gonna have to have another one. That we had to. We had to have a two point or a little bit more disciplined. Dude, yeah, absolutely. Whenever I love talking volleyball, I could talk volleyball all day, every day, because I just we think should. about little things. Want to? Want me to tell you what I was thinking this morning about volleyball? A hundred percent. Just shooting it at you. If I can serve hard in the seams in the middle, and serve really precise on the lines, but a little softer. I'm gonna mess people up. That's true. Coming from a yep. passer, I can. Not that you need me. <laughs> I've been noticing that too. The the sidelines, you just gotta be a little bit, take a little off, and be a little bit more precise, and they're lethal. Dude, I don't even, I I don't even try to hit the sidelines part anymore. I just, or I'll roll, I'll roll one to like middle, um, like distance from the end line. It's not short, but it's it's like a, a snap. Had some speed. It's got speed, but it's, it's right. Much it's not loopy, but it's like than what you're thinking. Yeah, and it's going to go directly to that spot, but there, by no means is it at 120 kilometers an hour. Totally, totally, totally. But totally. you're gonna your your weight's not going that way, but you got to respect it. And once your weight distributes just a little bit that way, the heater in the seam you're going to be late to. For sure. Or you just hit. I always, when I'm super mad, bro, I'm coming like, you're not getting out of the way out of this. Like I'm coming full blast, like straight at your head. And like, it's just, they're just going to be blown up. And it's floating a little bit too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. At that point, it's like, it's just junk coming their way and you're just, you're just upset. Yeah. I just have so many weird little like epiphany thoughts of like i'm gonna try this or and i've been trying this particular thing for a little while but i haven't really put it into words and so i just have a that's so sick yeah hit us with one more hit us with one more Tell, give me you a can subject. try and muster up give me a subject setting i'm curious about setting more than obviously setting uh i think jump setting is overrated and I think I forced jump setting quite a bit in the early parts of my career. And a lot of people praised me for that. And a lot of people um, thought it was quite impressive. And now I'm finding a lot more that jump setting in service isn't as bad. But it, when you go into transition and counterattack, like, it can be a real detriment, actually, jump setting and rushing in transition. And so... I like it taking time i just see a bunch of people like trying to hustle to go jump set a ball and it's like what what is that doing like it's not really changing trajectory it's not really giving you more power definitely not giving you more precise precision if you're like running off the net and trying to jump yeah. set it um and i think people just force it sometimes when there's no need to and i myself included probably the most guilty of all and so that's something that that's kind of one of the epiphanies I've had in the last like year or so that I've been working on. How much are you looking into other setters and like other film or are you just figuring this stuff out on your own? You're just like ignoring everyone else, not trying to, you're trying to be yourself. Where does that balance come from? Like trying to be yourself, but maybe trying to learn from others and like that kind of stuff. I think I have, 
things that I take from others that help reset me to get back into certain things in my game. So if I'm struggling on a certain thing, I'll watch the Checo. Or if I'm struggling, if I'm thinking, how am I, how was I supposed to do this again? Or how do I think I should do this? I'll watch a uh, Bruno or a Tonuti or like defense. I'll watch Bruno or whatever, or the Checo. Mm. I'll watch his, his placement on, on the ball on his hand placement on the ball of where he's taking it versus on, like on types of his head or whatever. Like I'll, I'll, I'll look at little, little things and pick and choose what I, what I use in my game. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, all of these like technique and strategy things have come out of self-discovery and then studying others and then being like, Oh, they, they do that. Or, that's a version of what I'm doing. I'm curious of how they do that and let's watch it. And I'm a very visual person and a visual learner. So I really enjoy seeing other people do things or even myself. Like I'll, I'll watch a video of myself quite a bit on practice the, the day before or the game before or whatever, just to see, remember what felt good and then see how it went when it felt good and confirm and like reaffirm what it looks like right Absolutely. that's a good answer we need to have we need to have uh you know how like pat mcfee has like aaron Rodgers on every week we should have mike on every other week or something like that. Or, you know, exactly that's what i'm saying absolutely volley, well, volley thoughts yeah i mean we could i this, the wheels are already uh, rotating but before we let you off here <laughs> um i don't know if you saw our latest post or anything uh mike or or a couple of posts ago but this podcast, we actually recently uh, are partnered and sponsored by Manscaped now. Are you familiar with uh, Manscaped oh, yeah, at all? Dude, I saw that. I saw yeah, that. yeah, yeah. So we were like, so we, we we saw that, and, and they, they reached out, and we're like, this is like the perfect partnership. And they actually, uh, they sent us the new Lawnmower 4.0s, which is their new razor and everything. And I don't know how it is in Russia, but here in Bulgaria, they're obsessed with shaving everything and, and, and manscaping everything, the knuckles, everything like that. So like they always would get on me. And then... I talked about this earlier in the intro. I would use the same razor for like my face, everywhere on my body, using the same razor. <laughs> but then I started using the, the lawnmower 4.0, and I was just like, oh my God. So I started cutting everywhere and just cut like hot butter, or not, a hot knife and butter. So I just started shaving everywhere. So I showed it to my team, and they're like, oh my. They like lost their mind that I, that I showed up like this, and I actually manscaped for without the same razor. And and I also, another d- d- weird thing is I also, I didn't, I don't know if you guys knew this, you guys are older than I am, but like, I didn't change the razor blade for, on my thing for like a year. I was just like a traditional college kid. But then, then, so I opened up the box and there's like four different razors. And I'm like, okay. So I started playing with everything. And if you guys are interested in that, uh, anyone interested in that, use the promo code volleyballs, get 20% off and free shipping. I'm Mike and my man. Thank you so much for hopping on the pod. Uh, we'll have you on here. Uh, again and again and again, as long as you're willing to, and we are very, very lucky to have you on as a guest, man. Yeah, guys, thanks, I Michael. Appreciate it, dude. It's, it's always fun. It's always dude. Fun. No, we Anytime. we definitely appreciate it. Always a pleasure having the Micah Christensen on. Um, just an awesome guy to just talk to and just pick the mind of volleyball and non-volleyball family life. Just an all-around role model to all those kids out there. And, uh, boys, I'd just like to apologize, and I apologize to all the fans 
for not being there. Was in an intense training session with my volleyball club, getting after it for this weekend. But I'm sure there was some very juicy information, and I was part of writing the script for all the topics being talked about. So I, I think I know about what you guys are talking about. But I do need to bring something up because I was thinking about it. It ties into having Micah on a little bit, setters. Uh, I think can all understand this. There's two things that I was thinking about this week that I know Micah Ma is going to have a have a opinion on. One, people always compare the setting position to quarterbacks, and the more I've watched football and the more I've like wa- uh, like thought about the setting position, the more like un the more I disagree with that statement. Like comparing it to a quarterback, because quarterbacks really like the ball is snapped in their hands every single time, and it's like. Directly in there, they don't have to move. They don't have to think about okay. In this situation, I get shifted this way. Like, what happens? You don't have to play defense. You don't have to like transition. You don't have to. There's so many things that you don't have to do as a quarterback that you have to do as a setter to be an elite setter. Because nowadays, elite setters, you have to be able to serve the ball. You have to be able to be functional as a block because the offenses are just too dynamic. You have to be able to play defense. Like all these things that and a quarterback in American football really doesn't have to think about really they just have to think about okay they can they can sit there and think about my seven step drop or whatever when i'm shocking formation like footwork for everything and they can time everything out because everything is uh consistent every single time we're in volleyball like as a setter you'll set a ball from a different location probably every single time in the set and you can't like it's not it's not that is very true mindset but i don't know why i would not say that setter isn't i think a quarterback is one of the hardest positions like, totally. in all it's of not sports. It's not easy. No, no, no. Yeah, it's not easy. But, the, the, and, the, and the difference is that the defense, the schemes are just so complex, man. Like Totally. Our defense that we go up against is pretty stationary in a sense. Like You have three blockers. They can move yeah. a little and like choose to commit and like choose to go somewhere. Choose to go somewhere things like that. There's only so much they can throw at us. Whereas like with blitzes and coverages and man to man and like there's so much going on in football. Totally. Where I get that there's there's differences in like we use our agility a little bit more than a traditional quarterback, not to, like Mike Vick and Lamar Jackson are obviously so agile and do things that quarterbacks don't normally do. Totally. And, and like get to get into this like agility thing that we kind of get where we're like we're on the run making plays i feel like they're on the run making plays too but i get that it's like always the same in a sense where the the play is happening the same your pass is like it'd be like if the pass was always in the same spot for us and then from there we get to take it and go do stuff totally the other thing is i mean it does happen depend depending on the scheme but you can like scheme in order to get certain guys open where in volleyball if your best player is your in the middle or something, and you there's passes aren't yeah, on target. Yeah, yeah. Like you can't figure out ways to get that guy the ball. I don't. There for sure there's similarities, but there I don't think it's as similar too. as people. There definitely are similarities. People like say it's ba- like basically the same thing. And the more I like watch football, and the more no, I thought about volleyball. No. I don't know. I was thinking about that this week a lot for some reason. It was weird. I think it's just yeah. an analogy. Like you're the quarterback of the team because you decide a lot of things where the ball goes. Yeah, and you're kind of like the supposedly the boss. And the other thing is this ties directly into what you just said is, dude, as a setter, it's crazy. Like when you, when you guys like aren't doing well, everybody wants the ball, how 
<laughs> just like how ridiculous. Oh, yeah. We've talked about this before on the podcast. That's similar, now. probably in being, football. <laughs> dude, being yeah, being a setter in those situations, it's like, bro. I didn't. I didn't make the, that decision because I thought it was the worst decision for the team. <laughs> <laughs> it's not yeah, like it's like I don't make. I don't like decide if you have to hit line or angle. Yeah, like, that too. Why are you deciding like, <laughs> where I set the ball? But also the amount of there's like, so much judgment in every single action. Oh that I yeah, it's oh, crazy. Oh my gosh, especially by the everybody coaches. has the coaches an opinion. Is like the coach is like, oh, like, and I'm like, if he would have like, if he would have hit the ball good, gotten a block out, you would have thought it was a great choice. Yeah, exactly. Like the the Monday quarterback is huge as set for setters, but it's like the next. The next exactly. play. Exactly. They're exactly. telling you like, oh, that was not a good... And I'm like, if it worked, it would have been a great play. Yeah, yeah. Did it, <laughs> exactly. Did it work? <laughs> it's like, dude, there was... I remember there was one play this... Um, we we lost last night. Um, it was a frustrating match. There was a Marker couple things boys. that happened. But we had a... We, we talked about before, like, that their middles are super slow and that, like, overloading one side, sometimes it's, like, troublesome. And uh, not to do it and... Like, when I set this ball in the game, because I wanted to get Jordan the ball out middle, audible in the middle, went to a shoot. I don't remember who it was. I wouldn't call him out anyways, like right now. Maybe after I'm going to play. Legendary. But middle audibles, and I wanted to get the middle on me to isolate Jordan because they had their setter front row. For We audible to shoot, so it's an overload situation. But I still felt in a good position where that their middle was going to jump with our middle. I set it. Their middle jumped to their middle. Jordan... It gets is one on one and gets kind of and gets stuffed for it, and in the moment I was like, "Frick!" That's literally what we talked about. Like, is not a good situation. But I was also thinking, "I'm like, their middle isn't even up." So I like yeah, I thought yeah, about yeah, it later, yeah, yeah. and I I felt like I kind of got a little bit of shit for it. But after I'm like, it, it was not like that bad, <laughs> dude. It's, dude, that's me. When I watch film, it makes me feel so much better. Because in the yeah. game, I'm like, oh, I'm taking the blame for every single thing that ever Everything. could happen. And, exactly. then, and it's like, and it's like then they like they serve an ace and their best server. And I'm like, oh, I shouldn't have set that last ball. Exactly. Because then their best server would have been. I think that then, all the then, time. And then I'm like blaming myself that like we've shanked 10 balls in a row. Exactly. Like, oh, that one time I got a good pass. I shouldn't have set our middle or something like that. Like you feel everything. And then Dude, you that's like, exactly you how watch feel. some film and you're like, ah, oh, it's not a terrible set. Like, it's not great, but it's not terrible. I'm, I'm okay with that. Like, and you start to feel a little bit better the more you watch your film. Yeah. No, dude, I can't, like, that's exactly how I, and I told my coach that, like, like we, so, that exact scenario, we got ace back to back and our coach calls a timeout. I'm like, frick, that's my bad. Like, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, like, yeah. I'm always like, he's like, oh. he's like, no, no, no. He's like, no, it, I'm like, no, it definitely was my nope, bad. No, it's my bad, yeah. Like, three three plays ago, I made this decision, and he would be off the line. No, 100%. And so, it's And that's the kind of stuff that, like, you just have to live with as a setter. It's like... Oh, yeah. Yeah. No Hitters, one else, like, even the people yeah, getting no. aced are like, oh, that was a good serve. Like, yeah. they're not even taking the blame <laughs> exactly. for it. I'm taking the blame for, like, eight plays ago. Exactly. But I just... Exactly. Exactly. cruising. Yeah, of course. Liberos are always cruising. I was talking C-ball, about how like the ball pass ball. <laughs> they just exactly. go over there digging, hitting, hitting lines, kind of mess around the corner while we're doing blocking. <laughs> all right, this is the last thing I'll say before we have to hop on. Because this is, first of all, if you guys are listening to this, we want to give mad love to you guys. Because we're about, I know, 
Look at that, more landscape 4.0. You know what we should do? We should give them a promo code for Manscaped. If they stayed this long, dude, if they stayed this long, because Micah stayed on for what, an hour and a half? A little longer, probably. Yeah. So if you stayed this long, what what do we got from Gage? V O L L E Y B A L L S. Volleyballs. That's what I got for you. 20% off free worldwide shipping for Manscaped. Literally go on the website and use it for anything. It doesn't matter. You want ball tone? Dude, you want you your balls smelling good there. too? Chicks are telling me they're anything. getting it for, for their boyfriend. Chicks are telling me they're getting it for their boyfriend. They're like, yo, he needs to be more toned if up. You guys didn't get deodorized, it. I didn't get everything. Zana, Zana might have gotten that for me for Christmas because she hates, oh, for my facial hair. She hates that I always have a beard. She probably, yeah, she would have definitely thought about it. It would have like been I really. Said, like I said, I now manscape now. I used to be a bushly man, but now I'm calm, cool, and collected in all parts of my body in every way, shape, and form. And have I mentioned? I don't think I mentioned this. Okay, I'll be on uh, one, one, a couple more things. I'll literally be on the airplane, and right, I have my travel bag with me, and all of a sudden, right, it goes like, and I had one time did it through security, and they're like, oh my, and then everything, everyone like kind of like low key freaked out. Oh, big time, big time. And I was like, what is it? Or I'm on the plane and it happens. I'm like, what is it? I was like, damn it, it's my freaking razor. Now, (laughs) this doesn't do that. Lawnmower 4.0 has secure auto lock, where it has, where that won't happen at all, which is great. Jeez, how did they think of this? I know, exactly. And it's wireless charging as well. It's, it's it's got it all. You're oh literally like, God, literally like, like a, a, a lightsaber. IPhone. Exactly. It's got it's like you can make calls. Not you. You can't make calls. Can, thing, yeah. Lawnmower five point oh. It can call your Ubers. <laughs> exactly. The five Guys. the five point oh. Steve well, Jobs. R. P. There you go. There you go. You get Joseph this in the rubber. kit. Exactly. Exactly. I wear these during the games, dude. Comfiest things to wear during the game. So comfy. Comfiest. And below you make it even more comfier when you manscape. With the lawnmower 4.0. Guys, thank you so much. This has been a long episode. This has been a fun episode. If things have changed now, things are big time. With Manscaped, we are no longer just a podcast. We are a clean, calm, cool, collected po- podcast with nice smelling balls. Manscaped, your balls will thank you. This has been another episode presented by Addis System.